Hi, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh of the 80s haircut and, and shirt, Bashinsky. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you've never watched the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show, we are the finest SEO show on the interwebs. Today, I am very pleased to be joined by one of our Black Hat co-hosts, Holly Starks. Say hi there, Holly. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, Holly, you're camping, so uh, your connection might come in and out. But we hear you fine right now. Yeah, it, I'm hoping that it that it does good for the next hour. So we'll see. This is kind of a new test. If it doesn't do good, then I'll have to pop back to the house on Wednesdays. Fantastic. Well, it sounds perfect right now, and we're happy to have you, of course, because for those of you who don't know, Holly is one of our premier Black Hat co-hosts. She does really high-level Black Hat stuff. The stuff that Google engineers spend a lot of time and money trying to stop is kind of the stuff Holly's doing. <laughs> so she knows her black hat and uh, hopefully she'll she'll feel free to chat to jump in and chat as much as she likes. We're also joined today uh, by our gray hat co-host, Ted Kabaitis. Say hi there, Ted. Hello. Ted is also the creator of the Cora software. Uh, and he is a, a another major kind of, he likes to call himself gray hat, but he's found a very black hat exploit recently that we're just going to talk about and not mention what it is and tantalize you because <laughs> it is way too good to mention on air. But uh, who knows, maybe at this upcoming conference I'm going to be doing, an online conference, maybe he might say something about it. I'll try and, I'll try and guilt him into saying something about it uh, more as, as the show goes on. And also we have Joshua with us, another SEO who's asked us questions before. How are you doing, Joshua? How are you guys doing? I had myself muted. Oh, not a problem. Thank you for muting when you're not talking. Uh, we're doing quite well. Thanks for joining. Again, if you have, if you want to jump in, if you have any comments or things you want to talk about, by all means, let us know. So what were we doing on the show today? Today we're just going to be uh, answering any questions. Holly's going to take over in a little bit, and she's going to give us some updates about what she's doing and what she's got going on. Uh, she's doing something very exciting uh, that she'll talk about coming up in the show later on. I'm very excited about it. Um, uh, you guys should be too. Uh, I'm going to do the normal kind of segments we do on the show, but basically today it's kind of a free-for-all. I'm going to answer. We're going to answer all your SEO questions. Uh, so type them if you're watching live on YouTube. Type them up in the chat, which will be on the top right-hand side. Try to make sure you have some asterisks beside it so I can see them with my Coke bottle glasses. I know the hairdo makes me look like I'm 19, but the, the eyes say 43. <laughs> so so I can't see nothing unless unless you uh, you make it really obvious that it's an SEO question for us. We'd be happy to answer your SEO questions and ask us anything today, uh, any white hat or black hat question that you want, or gray hat for that matter. Uh, so with that, I'm going to start with a uh, segment we always start with on the show, what's new in SEO. And I'm going to share my screen here, and we're going to look at what's new going on in the industry today. So going on in the industry, let's take a look here at the Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, so um, there has been, uh, as reported by my friend Barry Schwartz, there he is right there. Uh, he has uh, uh, mentioned that he's watching an algorithm update uh, on June 8th. I don't find this uh, surprising. What I do find surprising is I had so many updates this year. They've had updates in March, April, May, and June. Uh, different updates of different kinds, some having more of an effect to Black Hat, some having more of an effect to, to White Hat or all of the above. The June 8th, um, the June 8th, uh, update, as far as I can tell, is quality related because all of my garbage test servers, usually when Google makes any other kind of on-page update or, or latent semantic indexing update or an indexing and crawling update, my test servers 
uh, across the board. I have like 20 of them with 50 pages each. They all fluctuate. Like they're going steady, going steady, and they all fluctuate like this, and then they go like this. I know Google's done an update because I see that Richter scale, right? June 8th, it was it was flatline. So the and and the only time I see flatline on my test servers usually is when it's a quality update, and quality is looking at user metrics and where people are clicking. Holly and I proved that in an experiment months ago. And um, uh, so when I don't see a, a fluctuation on my servers, uh, because I know there's no traffic going to my servers, the servers are all trafficless. So I know, okay, well, this has something to do with user metrics or quality, because otherwise my test pages would have went like this and then kept going. So that's what I think the update is. Have you guys noticed anything in the industry? Have you guys noticed any fluctuations from this June 8th update? I have not checked. I usually wait to see if people in SIA or uh, in the white hat versus black hat group uh, start saying the sky is falling. So short of the experts getting worried, I tend to not really dive into it. So I'd call this, you know, minor because I haven't heard about the sky falling. Yeah, only one person on on the white uh, on our private white hat versus black hat Skype group, uh, which you can join, by the way, folks. You can join this group, and uh, Holly's going to talk about that in a little bit, actually, why you might want to, other than just listening more to me. <laughs> uh, uh, but one guy in there did say that he did have a huge drop. So, um, and I said, I think it's quality for the reasons that I already mentioned. Joshua, did you see anything? Yeah, I didn't see much. Just, it's just nice to see the search engines responding much faster these days. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword for, for what it is. It, it, it's nice. <laughs> so I'm happy. I'm like, sure, great. None of my, my sites were hit. But I don't know. Some black ass might have a slightly different opinion about it. Well, we'll, we'll get to Holly in a second. Uh, actually, Holly, did you see anything this this uh, on the eighth? Uh, any, any any changes? The eighth was a Friday, right? Yeah. So YouTube generally does their updates um, on Thursday, but I actually did see the sky was falling on my SERPs on Friday and Saturday because I remember I was out of town and I logged in and I looked at them and I was like, "Old oh, Barf City, I am not happy with this at all today." And it got back to normal then on Sunday and. Uh, no, actually, Sunday was still a, a shit day, but then Monday my my rankings returned. So, and I usually don't feel the updates as much as I did this last time, but I definitely did. Hmm, that's interesting. So, uh... and they were on my YouTube videos, like the actual um, my uh, money sites. I shouldn't say my money sites. My my feeder sites. Um, those were pretty stagnant. I, they didn't move at all, but I did definitely feel it in YouTube. Do the feeder sites get a lot of traffic? Um, no, they don't get very much traffic. So that again leads, uh, some credence to my hypothesis that it was user metric based. It was a yeah. standard, probably a standard Panda adjustment. Yeah. Cause a lot of the previous updates in March, April and May were not Panda adjustments. Uh, uh, Ted and I looked into those pretty th uh, thoroughly. We found out it was on-page relevancy adjustments and indexing and new filtering rules, as as we've been discussing for months now. Those were those updates. They and, and usually when they do a core adjustment, it's usually a Panda kind of quality update, and it hadn't been for the last few months. So that's very interesting. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ted, as I said, is the author of the Cora software. Cora is a very powerful software. That allows Ted uh, and anyone who uses it and runs it as a monthly subscription. If you want a 25% discount, email me. I can give it to you. 
that you could check uh, hundreds of factors in your SERP very quickly. And what another great thing about this software is if you run it on a monthly basis and you know that Google did a change on, say, April 12th, you check your, your report from like April 6th and you compare it to your report on May 6th or you compare it to your report on like April 24th when you know there was a Google adjustment in the middle there and you see what is showing higher or, or lower. And uh, for those of you who want to see what that looks like, email me because I've showed it on the, on the show many times. People who've watched the show for a long time already have seen this screen a bunch of times. I'm not going to bore them again. But email me and I could show you what Core can do in terms of, of diagnosing exactly what uh, things change. It's not always just quality. It's not always just tweaks to their AI. And Google, unfortunately, is often a bunch of liars. Uh, we proved it when they said, for this particular core update, it was on March, I believe, they said, you can't fix anything, you can't do anything, and we'd run a core report, and the correlations show, yes, you can actually fix stuff. It, is, it was all on-page keyword stuff, terms of service pages, HTTPS, uh, and things like that. And so those, those are obviously things you can do. And so when Google says you can't fix it, they're lying, or they're just they're really talking kind of out of their ass in PR speak. So, so email me, uh, watch the show, follow the show, get Cora, do all those things, and I'll help you out in this kind of regard. Now, let's see what else is going on new here on SE Roundtable. Um, new Bing app viewer, we don't care. Local, so local SEO agencies are not happy with the new Google Google Agency dashboard. I haven't checked out this new Google Agency dashboard, uh, Josh. Do you do any local SEO? Have you checked out this agency dashboard? Or have you guys heard anything about this? I guess that's a no. <laughs> Quiet means no, or I can't hear you. We, uh, we do local SEO, but I haven't checked it out yet. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, if you can have a chance to check it out and let us know what you think. Um, I'm I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you uh, people would be pissed off about it because it really is Google, I think, trying to get in on the local SEO game and starting to mess with that game uh, and uh, uh, start getting some kind of control of all the black hat SEO going on there. You know, of course, in niches like, uh, you know, like um, limo service and especially key, key lock, a key smiths or, or those kinds of services, there's a lot of black hat SEO going on. And I'm sure Google's going to want to try and get their hands all over that. You know, it was a trip is, um, I had a, I, I was able to verify a local business like instantly just by just by having a verified site through Google Analytics and GSC. Really? Have you heard of, uh, yeah, I've never been able to, to do that before. And uh, it was a service. It, it wasn't, it asked the question, do people, do customers come in and, and walk in and do you sell products from the location? Uh, and it, obviously it was no. Um, so it's just a service. So, but it was interesting that, that they that they verified it right away. And so say again, this was a uh, this was on a G site, like a Google verified site. Yeah, yeah, Google My Business. Ah, so uh, that's some interesting kind of nepotism going on there. Where if you mm -hmm. have a Google site, they'll they'll verify you in Google My Business much more quickly. I have been poo pooing these Google sites for a while now, just because I usually poo poo any any of the new trends in SEO and everyone's like, oh, you gotta do it, you know, on a Black Hat world. If they talk about it on Black Hat world, usually I'm like, wah, wah. <laughs> maybe I'm a little biased that way. But I have to admit, I hold my hand up, I will go by the evidence. And we did test recently uh, uh, a Google site 
and it does have more juice. So a Google site, which was like googlesite.com slash whatever slash keyword had much more juice out of, out of the box uh, than, and then a test site slash keyword, but less juice than an EMD. It even had more juice than a subdomain, keyword.whatever.com. It even had more juice than that. So uh, that was a really interesting test. And so if you're thinking of using Google Sites, you, you might want to give it a try. Uh, but then we tried doing some linking off that Google site, and this and the test page went down. So we got to repeat that test to see if it happens again. But basically, it's like don't think you're going to be using Google Sites right now. It looks like don't use Google Sites as a PBN because although they have more juice to rank better in the SERP, any links coming off them seem to be no follow and at, at anyway and seem to be hurting pages because our test page went down after we linked to it from a Google site. But that could be an anomaly. We're going to uh, redo the test a couple times, obviously, to see if it keeps going down. If it does, I'll come on here and I'll tell you how things are working out. By the way, hey, folks. Josh, yeah. Do you know if that was a old Google site or a new Google site? It was the, the new old. platform or the old one? Yeah, I was told by my, my, my apprentice that it was an old Google site. That's really surprising that linking to it went down because the old Google sites do have more power than the new ones. Well, they certainly seem like they do. It, it did rank higher out of the box. Yeah. But but I think my apprentice could be wrong. Uh, uh, Darren, if, if you know, you can chime in on this on Skype if you want. I'm not really sure. I don't want. I don't want to misquote you. I think he told me it was an old Google site, but. I thought I also heard that the old Google sites were still sending do follow links, where it was the new Google sites which were sending no follow links, and this particular link was no follow. So maybe maybe Darren's yeah, wrong, and maybe it was actually a new Google site and and not an old yeah. Google site. Yeah, because the old ones are doing do follow, and the new ones are not. So I would I would take a gander that. And actually, you can't. I don't I don't know if you can make. Oh, you still can make old. Google Sites, so I would think that he's doing it on a new one and just maybe he's not aware of it. Okay, well, I can show you here. Let me just see if I can find it. Um, let's see here. Just go back in my history. Yeah, here it is. So here's the site here. I will put it in the chat. Holly, you can check it out and tell me if you think that's an old one or a new one. But uh, let's see if there's just anything else going on here in uh, what's new in SEO, and then we'll get to, Holly has a bit of an announcement to make. We'll get to that in a second. So this is all the other stuff that, that Barry's talking about. Um, he's talking about all the updates that brewed in, in, in March, April, May. Uh, and yeah, and I was having another debate with, with Google. My debates are ongoing with Google. I won't even bother reporting on that. So there we go. Uh, yeah, it looks like the new one. Yeah, that's, that's entirely possible. So, so uh, yeah, if you so it looks like the new Google sites do not make links for uh, with them because the, the one page went down drastically that we linked, uh, and that shouldn't happen. Uh, you know, it's very rare. Well, it's not rare at all, actually. I shouldn't say that. On my test servers pages do fluctuate, so we'll have to repeat it and and see what happens. So, Holly, uh, you wanted to make a bit of an announcement about some of them. Uh, some great uh, goodies you got coming up uh, for folks. Uh, please uh, take this time to do so. Um, so um, I kind of want to get um, a AMA going in our private Skype group, which 
course, you can ask Josh more information about that. Um, but in the Skype group um, that we have, I think we have maybe, what is it, maybe 100 people, Josh? Uh, 70 in our private Skype group. Okay. So that's pretty good. So I'm going to start doing a AMA on Monday, uh, June 25th. I believe that's a Monday. And um, I think I'm going to be doing it around noon because Josh has a test uh, segment on Mondays at 10. So I'm going to do mine right after him. So I'm going to have a posted um, unlisted video that I'll post in our Skype group and any questions or comments. You can actually, it's better if you ask me ahead of time because then I am a little bit prepared and I don't sound like a twat because I'm saying, uh, all the time. <laughs> and if you are not able to attend, at least you can get your question in there and then you can come back and watch it later. So I'm not like even talking to myself. That's, you know, because I don't want to have to talk to myself and ask myself my own questions. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's, I'll do my very best on not making it salesy and not pitching any kind of offer or anything, but just realize that I'm, I can, there's like limitations that I can talk to about um, CTR in particular, because that's what we are doing coaching about. But I'm, you know, I can answer questions about black hat stuff, you know, all day long. I don't do that in my coaching and I can answer questions about mass pages, about 301 redirects, Java, Java redirects, you know, ridiculous amount of things about YouTube that that uh, I don't really talk about just because it's something that maybe like uh, maybe people don't know that they can do or maybe it's just this natural thing to me to do it. So, you know, I think it'll be good. I'm hoping it'll be good. So it's going to be offered to the Skype group at first, at least for the first week, and then we'll see how it goes. Sweet. So, so folks, you have a, a plethora of, of, of avenues to get your questions answered. Uh, one, you can ask us any questions on the show in the chat right now, and uh, black hat questions, Holly will try to answer, white hat questions, I will try to answer. Uh, if you want to get deeper into the stuff and get deeper questions and more secrets, uh, uh, join the white hat versus black hat Skype group. It's not that expensive. It's it's only whatever it is, 40 bucks a month or something like that for right now until we get more members. And uh, then you get access to not only my test result meetings on Monday, uh, where I, I will, you'll always get the new test results. You know exactly what's going on, uh, which I try to remember to say on, in this this hangout. I, I do often say them in this hangout too. But this is where we answer more like free kind of SEO questions. And then also the same day, you're going to get an Ask Holly Anything for any kind of black hat stuff. And it's usually better to ask Holly the black hat questions because if you ask me, the resident white hat, I'm probably going to say don't because <laughs> it's not a white hat thing. And then I'm going to say, well, do it the white hat way, and this is how I would do it. So at least you'll get two perspectives, right? And that's why we call the group white hat versus black hat, both the show and the group, because there's a white hat way of doing it, and there's a black hat way of doing it, and those change in pros and cons as the, as the turbulent seas of SEO move back and forth over time. I'm getting sick just doing this. Uh, it, it, <laughs> the turbulent seas of SEO move over time. And so you're going to get two different perspectives. And that's where knowledge really happens is when you got one person who honestly and fervently believes in doing it this way, this way, this way. And you get other people who fervently with evidence and actual high level reasoning as well and, and, and proof that it works in the field uh, and, and experience of doing it for years. We both have on both sides say, no, 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 no. You can do it this way, this way, this way. So you get kind of more of a menu, a carte blanche of, of which way you want to go and, and what you get a better kind of spectrum, a better a better overlook of how you could be doing your SEO and how 
different business ideas and different business strategies might lead themselves to different kind of SEO strategies, either white hat or black hat. So ask us anything on the show in that regards. You want to go deeper, you want a little bit more help. Uh, we, we do mentoring or there's just the, the Skype group, which is, is a pittance. It's like 40 bucks a month. Email me uh, and I will get you on the Skype group. Uh, and then you can also start watching these other uh, special uh, uh, privileged uh, bits of information that we got. But we still want to keep the show valuable, so ask your questions, and we'll answer any questions we can on air right now. In fact, unless Ted has an update for Cora, uh, what's going on with that? I'll, I'll, we'll get to the questions right away. Oh, uh, well, I was hoping uh, next week, if there's uh, time in the schedule to do a... Uh, demonstration of what's new in, in Cora 3.9. I'm uh, launching it later today, but I'll be ready to present and talk about it next week. So we'll we'll start sharing information about it for people who don't know next week. Uh, but lots of great things. It has embedded Chrome, so it's going to behave a lot more like uh, uh, Googlebot actually does. We're pulling the rendered HTML. So uh, before, we couldn't get sites that were entirely JavaScript frameworks, like the travel sites. Now we can. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff in it, and it's uh, taking it to a whole new level. That's super exciting. Um, uh, and, and, and hopefully, maybe at some point, uh, uh, let's, let's just say that Ted is on the very, and I'm, I, I'm, I, I do not, say this with hyperbole. Ted is on the very cutting edge of what's going on with, with crawling and indexing and all that kind of stuff and, and what Google is doing. And Cora is, is hands down, Cora and Page Optimizer Pro are the two most important pieces of SEO software that you need, bar none. And I, I do not recommend SEO software unless it works for a fact. There have been tons of people who want to come on the show for me to plug their SEO software or SEO this or SEO that. And I take a look at it, and it, it's it's just not up to par. It's not up to my standards. Cora and Pop are, are currently the, the, the only software that are, are up to my standards and you definitely need as part of your repertoire. So let's look here and see what kind of SEO questions we got going on. And get your questions in with, with, a, with some asterisks beside it so I can see it uh, to make sure that I got it here. Uh, okay, so Marco asks, I tweeted yesterday that uh, starting tomorrow, does the, uh, does the show move into the old time? Yes. So uh, in order to try to have Holly here on a more regular basis, we are going to have the show at 12 noon uh, Pacific, which is when we started today. Uh, so we're moving uh, an hour earlier from the, 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 the schedule we had for the last six months or so. And from now on, we're going to be at 12 noon. So marking your calendars. We're going to be at 12 noon Pacific time for the, for, for the foreseeable future so that Holly, our new Blackout co-host, uh, who's who's going to be here more often uh, can can join and be with us here. She's got to get her kids later. Other than that, uh, Andrew says, "Hey guys, is it possible for a site to be deranked due to a context of a linking website? For instance, we have a real estate business that is picking up its links from a cycling sports website, and um, I'm guessing your real estate website got deranked, and you're wondering if that's the reason. Is that what's going on, Andrew?" Um, the answer is yes, actually. Um, uh, I've seen this testing quite a lot. Uh, and I have uh, done this in testing and both in the real world. And let me show you exactly what it looks like here. I will show you guys one of my test sites here. Let's get, let me just get Search Console started up. And uh, I'll show you on a real world site 
it's a, it's a test site, but it's a real world site. It's a site I'd make money off of. It's one of my, my spammy, crappy affiliate sites that I would gladly make money off of if, it, it, uh, if I could get it to rank uh, with any kind of uh, precision. It's, uh, like I said, a, a spammy, crappy, piece of crap kind of site. Okay, so let me uh, share the screen here. So this is what happens when you, when you point links at a page that Google is not sure about, that are on the cusp of being, Google will ignore 99% of links that it does not trust because of the footprint of the link itself and or more often the footprint of the page. They will, they will ignore. They were just going to de-index and not, not index a whole bunch of spam pages that they're sure are spam pages. Then there's another class of page on top of that that they're, they will index, but they're going to ignore those kinds of links. And then there's another kind of uh, classification. That's a very thin classification. And then there's another kind of classification on top of that where they will index it, but the links are really, really questionable. And it's this kind of scenario, Andrew, that you bring up where it's like topic XYZ is linking to topic ABC. And you start to see stuff like this is what you start to see. So here's my spammy, crappy affiliate site. Uh, you notice uh, it was going along fine here. And, and then in about May uh, 21st here, this date right uh, here, I started building uh, May, April 1st. I started building, uh, no, it was this date here, uh, May, May 7th. I started doing on-page SEO here, and things started to break out and get better. And here is where I started the linking, was on May 7th. And then you notice it just disappeared from the SERPs for some days. This is the kind of deranking you see. This is the kind of A-B testing that you'll see. This is what Google is trying to do to make you freak out as an SEO and delete the links, or even worse, put your links in the disavow file. Do not ever do that. Do not ever delete your links. Do not ever put them in the disavow file. I've tested this multiple times, and things invariably get worse. They do not get better. And as you can see, if you just write out this period of the A-B testing, quite often things will come back, and things have come back for me on the first. And you'll notice also suddenly, boom, with the impressions going up super high as well, even though the ranking doesn't seem to be much better than it was previously over here, it's now ranking for much better stuff, and it's actually now starting to get impressions uh, and starting to rank for the key phrases that I want to rank for. Now, keep in mind, so I just wrote out this spammy period. So to answer your question, can backlinks cause negative SEO? Can backlinks derank you? Yes, in an A-B testing scenario, uh, but it only lasts for a few weeks, if, if that, as far as I've seen, instead, except for very rare and specific scenarios. And, and uh, eventually, if you do the on-page and, and the off-page, boom, you start getting rankings there and things start to come up. And this is on a very spammy affiliate site uh, that's just essentially like a direct copy of the, of the main product. Uh, it's, it's a very terrible site. and had very terrible links. Uh, it's an exact match domain. Uh, and it's highly aggressive. And so this is why I'm using it as a test. Because if I can get that page to rank, you can rank anything, <laughs> right? So if I can get that really spammy page to rank with, with exact match domain and all the all the all the backlinks were, were exact match query as well, pretty much all of them with, with the occasional natural stop word. If I can get that to rank, that's why I'm doing it so aggressively. If I can get that to rank using using uh, our theories and my theories that have been based off of the, the research of actual scientific experiments we've been doing, then, then you can get anything to rank if you just know how to do it, if you do it the right way. So yes, to answer your question, that does, can happen, uh, but uh, it shouldn't derank forever. If it deranks forever, I would check for a manual action in Search Console. You probably got a manual penalty. Or it has nothing to do with the links at all, and you need an SEO audit. You need a full, in-depth, 
someone who knows what they're doing, someone who knows what to look for, do a whole full five-hour audit to see why you've got that huge filter, that penalty, you could very well have been hit by this latest update. Everybody always blames links. They point their, their finger at links, but quite often it's not links at all. It has, it has uh, something to do with quality or something else. Okay, let's see what else we got here. JM asks, where is Clint? Clint is off black hatting. He uh, has picked up, for those of you who watch the show, you know he's picked up some new, uh, new clients. Uh, some of them are quite uh, time consuming and he's off black hatting. He's taking a bit of a break, but he, uh, he's still our bud. He'll still be around. Uh, Holly is, is, is pitching in as the black hat co-host until such time as, as Clint uh, has more time on his schedule, in more time in his schedule for little old ass. Uh, Sean Greenwood says, Hey Josh, you advise that you've had some good results with page optimizer pro. Are you getting the percentage to hundred percent? It just seems like over optimization. That's a great question, Sean. Yes, I'm having super good results with Page Optimizer Pro, uh, but Page Optimizer Pro is difficult to use, uh, and you have to really know what you're doing. Check last week, uh, Kyle did a demo of Page Optimizer Pro. You really have to understand the sales funnel, which is also the search funnel, and you really have to understand um, query deserves diversity, and and why Google ranks uh, and the Hummingbird algorithm that they redid in June of 2013. And you have to understand why Google is putting a page there and what people are really wanting when they're searching for this, why Google is putting a page there, where in the sales funnel you are, so you can, so you can select the, the, the proper competitors. You have to put as many competitors in there as possible, and you really have to understand what the um, variation keywords, the, 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 the second, your, 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 your variation keywords are supposed to be as compared to your main keyword. So go back last week and check out Kyle's uh, tutorial on that. If you're still having problems, email me at joshbachinski at gmail.com. I'd be happy to see if I could try to help you out a little bit more. Um, uh, Sean asks, when are you releasing the latest version of Cora? So it sounds like it's later today. That's super, super exciting. Cora is... Cora uh, is, um, I don't know if Ted, if you if you like me saying this, so feel free to chime in, but as far as I'm concerned, you can spend eight hours a day doing SEO research like we all do uh, and have done that for the last 10 years, and that's how we have the knowledge level that we have, or you can just buy Cora, run a report, and pretty much have the same level of knowledge in like five minutes. It's, it's for, for your niche only. It's kind of like the only set it and forget it SEO software that I know of that just, just Click a button, tell me what to do. I don't want to think, just give me a list of instructions kind of SEO software. It's the only kind of software out there that's like that, that I know of, uh, that is that is is even easier to use than Pop, actually, quite frankly. Ted, do you, do you mind me saying that? Do you think that's fair to say that? No, I, I don't mind. The, the one thing I would uh, want to let people know is <clears throat> there are limitations to Cora. Cora is a great tool that tells you how much you need of each SEO factor. Uh, but where people get hung up is Cora does not tell you how best to do it. Hmm. So when Cora tells you something like you need 48 more keywords and LI tags, um, you still need a talented SEO that says, oh, that means you need to tune your navigation because you're using LI in your menu. Or, oh, you need to add more products per page because these are store categories. Or no, you really should put an HTML list in this blog post. So Cora is not going to tell you exactly how to do it, but it will tell you how much of each factor you need to be competitive to your higher ranking competitors. 
Right. And and unlike POP, Cora, POP just does on-page. Cora does every conceivable metric you can think of. It does social, backlinks, all, all the HTML, all the technical stuff, all the on-page, the speed stuff, all the stuff that you can now possibly test now that you've implemented an actual Chrome browser into the in, into the build. So yeah, so I mean, really, like I said, they're, they're two indispensable tools. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to check out Core 3.9. I don't know, it might be better than Pop. You might have, you might be able to get rid of Pop. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. A, I'll see if I can start a Ted Kyle rivalry on the show. <laughs> Ted's not taking that one. Ted's not biting on that that fish hook at all. Okay, so Martin has joined us. How you doing, Martin? If uh, Martin, if you have a question, uh, SEO question, or Josh, if you have an SEO question, you go ahead and ask it now if you want. Um, I have a question for Holly. Sure. One second there, Martin. We'll get we'll get Josh's question out of the way, and then we'll we'll get to your question. Okay, Martin. I, I don't really have a question, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you better think of one. No, you don't, you don't have to think of one. You can just hang out if you want. But if you have one, go ahead and ask it after this. Sounds good. Uh, top three ranking factors for YouTube search, Holly, if you're there, just curious <laughs> right now. Um, the number one ranking factor across the board is going to be CTR. So really? wow. I can 100% tell you I have not built a link to any YouTube videos since March of 2017. Um, mm. my, my backlinking softwares are all doing things with Google with Java redirects. So, uh, and actually, in fact, even on my videos that I'm ranking in Google, I'm doing 100% CTR too. I'm not building anything to uh, my YouTube videos. I've tested an embed um, campaign versus a CTR campaign. And um, like in, the, in YouTube, for an example, the video goes backwards instead of going forwards and I was not aggressive whatsoever. I did send them the links to get indexed because you really need to do that. But the video did not bounce up like it used to in 2014, 2015. The CTR campaign hit number three in about 24 hours and I was not aggressive whatsoever. Um, so it, it's the CTR, it depends upon when you're doing the CTR. And I think the, the third one is CTR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I really can't stress that enough. I mean, I've spent the last year and a half building software for us to do CTR on. I had to make my own proxy server because we cannot use dedicated proxies from any any um, company that, you know, puts them out in the public because they Google burn has. them. Yeah, and Google has them anyways, and so does YouTube. So we have built our own proxy server and we have thousands of IPs by doing it that way. So, um, you know, we put a lot, a lot of money. I've, I've done like, um, the mobile testing. I had hired, um, quite a few people to do mobile testing off Craigslist and, um, you know, college kids that my kids knew all over uh, the U S and we had them testing searches in, um, Google on their mobile phone. And, and actually it worked on, uh, mobile, this is strange, and, and maybe, Ted, you, you know, can explain. I think it's because it's the mobile index, and it, desktop indexes differently, but it would move in the Google in uh, the mobile phones, but on the desktop, it didn't move at all. So it depends upon where you're trying to rank it uh, is based on what CTR method you really have to go with. 
so yeah. see oh sorry go ahead oh i, I was just going to briefly say uh yeah the mobile index and the desktop index are different so i would guess that google updates those at different times yeah they do uh, and you know there are thousands of servers so even when they update it just completing an update would take a long long time Wait, 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 time out. So didn't Google just recently announce that they're doing the mo mobile first indexing, which is a blended index, which is going to be a single index, one index, but if you have a good mobile site, they'll put it in there. Or they'll yeah, put I, don't, I don't believe that. There. No. Well, they may have announced it, but they're not doing it. Yeah, they, they might be physically putting the records in the same table, but if they scan them independently, then it, it might as well be two different things. So it, it's hard to know the mind of Google, but how they retrieve the data could behave exactly the same way as putting the data in two different databases. Okay, and, and I, I'm, I'm okay. So I'm going to press you now a bit. How do you guys know this? I tested it. I I put up several hundred videos, and I had my kids, and I actually had several mobile phones. Like I I put some damn money into this test. And I tested it Google test or Google searching on my phones and the SERPs would move up and the SERPs on the desktop when we looked, it was still at the same point. So it's and they yeah. never have moved up. They're still I, 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 uh, reports uh, mobile versus desktop and A, the rankings are often um, and B, I'll see movement on one without movement on the other. And yeah. so they don't coincide together. Sorry, you broke up there a bit, Ted. Can you repeat all that? Yeah, I, I agree with Holly. I've, uh, I've for starters, uh, the rankings are often just different between mobile index and the desktop index. They're just different result sets. And then uh, secondly, I've seen many cases where one will move and the other won't. So they're not synchronized together for changes hardly ever. So. And Google Videos also is not hooked up to Google.com or Google Mobile because we did, we did um, tests across all four. So we did YouTube searches. Google searches, Google video searches, and mobile Google video searches, and none of them match to what we would see on mobile. And like, so if we searched in Google video, it did not match google.com even on a desktop. I mean, like, there's different CTR methods for all four, uh, I'm gonna call them platforms because it's a platform to me, that's how I see it. So they, they were not matching whatsoever. So, okay, so I, I'm just going to play devil's advocate a little bit more because this is this is a huge bombshell piece of information if, if it's true. Uh, it shows, once again, how Google is lying and how they say one thing and they do the opposite. Um, uh, so, so, so you're telling me, to use the exact correct Google nomenclature, they're pulling a different top 1,000 shards for mobile versus a, a different top 1,000 shards for desktop. Why yeah. can't it be the same 1,000 shards, the same 1,000 records for, for both, but then just mobile factors will push mobile stuff up and desktop factors will push desktop factors up. How do you know it's a different collection? Because none of the searches match. And if we get the, um, when we're doing CTR engagement, 
the videos and the websites. This actually even happens with websites. They will move up, move up on Google, and they'll be on the top one, two, or three. But if you look at desktop, it's still at number like even on the second page, it has not moved whatsoever. Mm. Like, and we're talking weeks and weeks of we just waited to see if it was like a slow index, and it has not moved. And I mean, I think we're at about two months of of doing that test, and it still hasn't moved. Ted, can you add to that at all? The ways, the way you know that the shard collections are different. Uh, well, it, I don't know the mind of Google. I'm not an engineer. I don't know their architecture. I can only speak to the behaviors I see uh, via the front end, and I, I don't even know that uh, you know sharding is the the right term to use for the behaviors we're seeing. But it, it certainly doesn't feel like it's the same result set coming back. It feels like there are different results. They're in a different order, and sometimes there are completely different websites. Um, yeah, completely so. different websites, yeah. Hmm. Well, then there, there might be interesting how this mobile-first indexing is going on and how um, it might be a little bit more uh, kind of the 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 mobile Geddon that we were thinking it might be, where mobile sites are being ranked by completely different algorithms in a totally different database, and that's kind of the primary database for Google. Um, so that uh, another thing, there was a, a fairly recent article on SC Roundtable uh, about Google only using uh, page load time is a factor for desktop. And that right there is kind that's of telling that's either. that's a significant factor difference between the two. And I, I find that weird. I think it's, it's probably bullshit because uh, that's that's total bullshit. Like yeah. I, I think it's bullshit because page speed, uh, speed matters the most when you're standing out at the bus stop on oh, a mobile network connection. So yeah. And uh, I've seen it in effect when I've been on uh, Wi-Fi, like on a ferry, when the network connection is very slow, you can actually uh, get very happy uh, rankings when you're on the ferry. But then when you get into the office, you don't see those filters applied and your rankings become sad again. Uh, so, you know, it seems more situational, but Google's even admitting the factor differences between the two. Is there a way you could test by putting an AMP page on one of the kind of pages that you've been talking about, Ted, and then then running your process and seeing what Google brings back to see if they don't if they don't find this app page and it's two different indexes. Uh, well, I, I don't know that you could say that because Google might be treating AMP in a special way, so it's not a single variable test. You're adding a new dimension to it. So three indexes then: AMP, mobile, and then desktop. Well, it, it could be. So I. I I'm not sure that's the best way to test it. You know, mm -hmm. we'd have to really uh, sit down and think about how best to kind of test. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to get get too pulled down this rabbit hole here. Uh, see if we can get the rest of the questions here. Uh, uh, Puck asks an interesting question. Um, uh, why does it seem like most people here are working for clients? instead of being business owners, for example, in the affiliated industry, where one could control all the variables? That's a really good question, uh, Puck. Um, 
I mean, that's, that's a great question. I mean, in the one end, client work, you know, can be rewarding. You're helping people. Uh, you get all different kinds of sites. It's kind of exciting that, you know, I can be working on an affiliate. I could be working on a site that's ranking steel cables in the, in the morning. Then I'm working on a site that's selling, I don't know, something totally different in the afternoon. It's kind of interesting to see how those two SEO spaces work. Uh, and and, and, and if, they, if you're good and your clients are good, they pay you every month and, and everything's great. Uh, and you get to you get to get all these wins and successes and add them to your to your portfolio like like I have been doing. On the other end, clients sometimes can be a little cranky, <laughs> and sometimes client work you know has been called hell by other people. Uh, you know, and you have to kind of manage expectations, and everyone has to be reasonable. And as we all know, human beings are not always reasonable, so there can be that uh, end of things. And the affiliate side of things. Yeah, you're your own boss, and, and, and I only have to answer to myself to get that affiliate site going for myself. And the problem there is, and, and you make money, and affiliate sites can make a hell of money. Uh, I've had affiliate sites that made 30 or 40 grand a month. I've known people who, who had affiliate sites that made uh, 30 or 40 grand a week. So that's, it's, that's entirely possible, depending on the niche you're in. The problem is that the affiliate game is a much dirtier game. You need to find out an affiliate a company that will pay, pay out for sure. I had an affiliate company that was paying me a lot of money and they just decided to stop because they didn't want to anymore. And what, what am I going to do about it? Nothing. Uh, and they have to keep the product online. If they don't keep running, making the product, then, then you're, you're done. If I base, uh, you know, my, if I base my, um, my affiliate page on Josh's herbal pills and Josh, the, the company, Josh stops making herbal pills. Well, then I'm effed, right? I got to change it totally to something else. And, there's super saturation in the affiliate space. Everyone on their dog has had this idea from since 2001. And so there's super competition, there's super saturation. I recently did a keyword research uh, distillation from 10,000 Amazon niches and boiled it down to the top 10. There was only, out of 10,000, there was really only 10 niches that I thought were still lucrative and was not super competitive and you could make some money at. And then I, I immediately tried to, to make money in those niches. So um, I'm trying to get those websites built right now. Here's the other problem is that it's taking months and months to get these things built because to do it right, you got to write them out. you got to make them different. you got to differentiate them. You have to design them right. It's not just – you can't just pop up a week, uh, like a one-week worth crappy piece of shit website and think that you're going to rank in the payday loan space or something like that. It just didn't work that way. So the time to get it going is way bigger. The cost to get it going is way bigger. The risk is way bigger. Uh, and that's when you know what you're doing, and I know what I'm doing. Joshua, did you have a comment? Yeah, I mean, it's misconception that if if we're good SEOs, we can just rank stuff all day long. But it it still costs time and money. Like we're we're not just SEOs pushing magic buttons. We're we're busting our ass like behind the scenes. We've got technicians. We've got content writers. If you want a, a healthy like affiliate site that's going to last a long time. You freaking you're talking like tons of content and it's not it's not like you can just push a button and just pretend like it's not it's you know if that were the case then every SEO would be doing it you know but it's nice to get paid from clients you know but it takes time to, to build your own website <laughs> exactly the clients are paying us to rank their website so that's where the seed money comes from yeah but but when we're ranking our own websites we got to pay for it and so if you want to do it the white hat way I have a niche that could conceivably make 10 to 40 grand a month. Let me put it that way. It's going to cost me, it's already cost me like five grand so far to build this site. The site's not even done yet. Uh, and um, it's going to cost me around two grand a month for about a year to make it rank properly. Ballpark. 
So, I mean, that's what you're looking at, right? And so I'm going to do it because eventually it's going to make money. And then once you have six affiliate sites that are making 10 to 40 grand a month, you just sit back and play Xbox. But you can't be too, you can't be too, um, you can't rest on your laurels too much because then they will drop. Google will hit this one or this one. That affiliate company will just stop paying you because they're jerks or someone will negative SEO you and they'll DDoS you from Russia and there's nothing you can do about it. So, so it is a wild west, nasty kind of environment. At least clients, 90%, I'm not, I don't want to jinx myself. So I'm knocking on my big block of wood head here, but usually clients pay on time. They're usually nice and they're usually great. And it's usually good. So it's, it's really, but, but they email you at any time they want and they call you anytime they want. So it really is, you know, it's really a six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Uh, and that we just talked about essentially the white hat way of doing things there. Ted and Holly will then say, and then if you want to do it the black hat way, well, then uh, there's all kinds of other barriers to entry. You've got to be wicked smart. You've got to be a super good programmer. You've got to have super good contacts. You've got to have uh, research. You have to do as much research as White Hats do. You have to have been doing this for five years, eight hours a day. You better have an above average IQ. You better have an above average tolerance to risk because uh, Holly will tell you she's doing great stuff. She's making millions, and then, then YouTube shuts that down, and then, then it's gone. Right, Holly? Is she going to confirm? <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to unmute. Yeah, I mean, I had three and a half million uh, videos <coughs> up, uh, in, in November 2016. And uh, I, it's a lot of videos. And I, I had over 80% ranking at number one. And I was on a flight home. And I, t I t actually, I only showed one of the videos at this conference. And there was a YouTube, uh, there was two YouTube employees and one YouTube attorney and I had a, a bit of a big head like oh they're not going to catch me and they took all the videos down within I don't know three minutes so it's definitely more risk I think by doing a black hat it's uh I like to do uh, on the um almost the legal side of it but not to the point where i'm going to be sued or something i always do things that are offshore so that i won't get in trouble in the u.s so it, it, i guess there's different levels of black hat most people are uh you know even though they say they they're white hat as josh i believe that he's still a gray hatter which is you know my own opinion yeah you no yeah you yeah yeah, yeah. everybody is pretty <laughs> much a white uh, a gray hatter because everybody's yeah, you're trying to like, you know, man manipulate the same thing that we are with Google. You're trying to give them what they love, but we're shoving it up their ass and you're not. So <laughs> I'm going in the front door, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to go in the back door and, and it's fine with me. I'll come in the back door every day of the week, you know? Well, you know. Okay, I'm going to move right on from that conversation. <laughs> I can get pretty dirty pretty quick. Uh, okay, let's see what other questions we have here. Uh, Sean is asking Ted a question. Uh, uh, someone asked uh, if, if Holly, if you have a link or, or website that you do your coaching on, uh, do you want to just send them to the White Hat versus Black Hat Skype group, or how do you want to do that? Oh, Holly, you responded. Okay, good. Yeah, just by email is fine. Oh, not a problem. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure I, I answer the questions here. Uh, oh, now my whole my whole chat thing here just reloaded. And now I have to find myself. Uh, someone asked, uh, and I might be behind the curve here. Someone might have already answered this. They say Regis virtual office for for GMB risky. I have no idea what that means. So hopefully one of the other people does. I I don't think that 
um, you can get your GMBs very well anymore with the virtual office. I don't do very many GMBs, but last time I knew they weren't working. Too That's high. what I had heard. Is that no? You can't do it that way. They're calling. Mm -hmm. They're checking. They're, they're, this new agency thing is going to start checking into it. It's going to be much harder to do black hat local moving forward. Local offices still work. <laughs> like if they're off the grid, you can't use Regis anymore, but you can use like local offices. Like you have to literally like be a local in that city though to know how to find those local offices. You, you can't find them. It's really hard to find them on search. Um, Techable asks, do links from directory sites work at all in 2018? And has this been tested recently? Techable, that's a very good question. So let me, I have not tested them. I would say stay away unless you're doing local uh, citations. Uh, let me check quickly what uh, SIA, my our sister group, has tested. I do believe they tested this maybe a year ago. Let me see if I can find it for you. What do you guys think about directory links? Do you think they're still going to work? Well, I think uh, what are often considered low-quality links uh, tend to work great. Um, so, you know, there might be cases where Google has made specific exceptions out of specific sites. So I can't speak that all directories work, but I have ranked websites to the top of page one on Google using 100% across basically worth. Um, so I, I know that low value links do pass value. They certainly do. All the testing that we've done up until now, the low, the low quality links all pushed it to number one. They all worked, and they were all exact match query. And so, so the kind of thought of um, negative SEO uh, was kind of down the tubes from that. Uh, but now it's you're getting hard to get um, some uh, links spidered. And, uh, and 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 any any links that are having trouble spidering, I'm starting to see a lot more A/B testing like that. So there is kind of a a, a, a temporary uh, penalty uh, for that, and um, and also uh, some specific cases where specific things like this case where we're using that Google site to link and it went down. We definitely see that here. Let me just ask Kyle: Have you tested directory links lately? Let's see if Kyle from SIA has done so. I don't see it in their test results here. Um, uh, let me see here. Baxter asks, what is your take on country-level Google engines like DESE, IT, and such? Do you think that the current updates apply to these engines as well, or they fall behind the .com? Baxter, that's a great question. So John Mueller was asked this recently, and he kind of admitted, and I didn't believe he admitted this, but he did on air, that uh, uh, a lot of the releases that Google says they're doing are only for Google US, not even for Google Canada or for Google UK. Uh, so in English in the US, they're totally up to date. For for the rest of the English speaking world, they're partly up to date. Just imagine any algorithm that that uh, that uh, it depends if you need to know the language or not. So any spam based algorithm, uh, uh, unless Google has a lot of coders who talk in that language, they're not going to be able to dif differentiate between spammy pages and spammy language and, and good language. So I have to admit, in other languages outside of English, you can get away with a lot more 
a lot more spammy backlinks. They can't tell the difference. And people uh, outside the English world less and less trust Google, which because they're smart, <laughs> they shouldn't. It's only us dumb English speakers who are, oh, I believe you, Google. You know, <laughs> I, I believe everything you say, Google. Uh, people in the rest of the world are like, uh-huh, sure. Uh, and then they say that in whatever language that they say it in. Uh, uh, and so you can get, I have to admit, you can get away with a lot more in other languages. Uh, but uh, any user metric based algorithm is going to work across the board. Any kind of um, uh, any kind of algorithm uh, where they can do it by math and not by the words, uh, uh, it'll work across the board. But if, if, if wording is involved, then then they're going to be they're not going to be quite so close on those algorithms. Uh, Peter from Poland asked a great question. He says, is Google on page one really just about parody? Content performance does not matter. Peter, when uh, uh, Ted's talking about parody, he's talking about in every signal, in every conceivable way. And that's what that's what Cora tests for. F essentially, every conceivable uh, signal in every conceivable way. So, no, so it includes on-page, it includes everything else, off-page, social, tech, uh, speed, everything else that Cora can possibly test, which is well over like 500 or 600 factors now, Ted. How many factors are you testing for in Cora these days? Uh, over 540, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it it checks for a lot more than just that. And parity is kind of yeah, what you kind of need. It, it's that kind of philosophy, which is not a half bad philosophy. Is that if you don't have time to watch all my 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 videos and and do all the SEO experiments yourself or join SIA and read all their 300 experiments they've done, then going by Cora is the best way to go because because Cora is going to tell you statistically you're going to be you're going to be better more often than not if you just follow what Cora does 90% of the time at least you're going to rank uh, well on page one and you might not just might have to make spot adjustments just this this test or that test or this might be slightly off or that might be slightly off so that's that's kind of the philosophy and it, it's a philosophy that works well. If I had to do it again, I might just not have spent so much time and just have, have bought Cora 10 years ago, if Cora existed 10 or 20 years ago. Uh, Sean Greenwood says, Josh, your test site with exact anchors only reflects the anchor ratios don't matter. Is, is that the case? Yes, Sean. I have absolutely no proof that anchor text ratios matter at all. Uh, and kind of, it's kind of funny. Someone came to me and said, well, the industry standard says that you need 8% anchor text ratio. Um, uh, and, and you can't go over than that because uh, you read it on some blog post uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I said, yeah, that's because I made it up five years ago, and that was my rule of thumb. doesn't mean that it's it's the gospel truth. It's just the rule of thumb for risk mitigation. Uh, I've been saying that for five years. I can point you to the video where I said that like five or six years ago. So um, that's <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's a good indication of how just myths start and how just rumors start in the SEO community. That's a good indication of why you need to be doing testing. Um, uh, and, and as far as I can tell right now in any of my tests, there is no such thing as an anchor text uh, kind of filter. You can have exact match anchor text all day long. All the testing I doing uh, that I do is always exact match anchor text. Now, with that being said, do not go out and do exact match anchor text to all your pages or all your client pages. Even though I can't prove, I cannot prove in a test environment that it's bad, that does not mean I have proven, therefore, it is okay. Do you see the difference? I can't prove that there's anything wrong with it. It doesn't mean you should go do it because there could be uh, situations and scenarios that, that my test environment does not reflect. And so still to be safe, I still will only do a partial exact match query backlink uh, anchor text 
And I always put in natural stop words. My general rule of thumb is always have plausible deniability. If and when this bubbles up to the Google manual web spam team, if a human being looks at it, will they be able to tell that whether this was natural or placed? I always make it as hard for them to tell that and make things look natural as much as possible, uh, whether that's the exact match or not. When you're buying the kind of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, when you're acquiring, he said acquire with scare quotes, when you're acquiring the kind of backlinks that I'm acquiring uh, in my white hat SEO-ness, that's what makes me white hat, not gray hat, Holly, because I'm acquiring them. He's using more scare quotes, people. Um, uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're acquiring the kind of quality links that I'm getting, you don't need to really care if it's, if it's uh, the, what the anchor text is. Excuse me. In fact, I'm doing testing now to show that it's not really even the anchor text at all. It's, it's going to be the whole, uh, the whole optimization of the whole backlink page. That is what is going to help you rank for the keyword clusters you want to rank for. And I don't even think the anchor text is going to be, it's going to be a factor, but I don't think it's going to be even as much a factor as people think. And I have some experiments right now going on to prove that. And if I can prove it, I, I, I certainly will, because that will be the atom bomb of SEO. I could drop the mic. It's go boom. Uh, if I can prove that, uh, you guys will be the first to know. And uh, uh, it will be a huge, huge, huge thing uh, to help you in your SEO moving forward. Amit Singh says, does the star comma star break the keyword? Example, do things to do in Florence, Italy keyword, but correct way to write is things to do in Florence, Italy. Um, yeah, so, so that's a problem. So like, for example, when you have the scenario where, um, like for example, uh, the, the keyword buy new car, if you type buy new car into Google, Google is not entirely sure if you want to buy a new car to give you purchase pages or if you want to read about how to buy a new car. So it changes changing the query into how to buy a new car and or, or just buy a new car it says, instead of buy a new car. So you really do got to play with it and, and try to get the semantic right and try to guess the substitution that Google is doing there. Uh, and it can be difficult for sure. The same problem happens in local SEO when you do like um, – uh, uh, when you do dry cleaning near me, uh, uh, it, on, on the page, it should be, do you want dry cleaning near you? It shouldn't be near me, right? But that's not the exact match. And you do want to get to the exact match. Google, uh, uh, Ted has been saying this for years to me, and I've been kind of like poo-pooing the idea, but he really is correct at the end of the day. Google really is nothing more than a simple straight text control F search in Word with a whole lot of patches put on top. And so if you optimize your page uh, dry cleaning near me, and you said, whenever you search for dry cleaning near me, aren't you dissatisfied with the results? At Josh's dry cleaning near me, you know, we will do this, blah, 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 and just stuff the keyword in. It's just keyword stuffing. You just got to stuff it the right amount in the right way. And and, and both Cora and Pop, Page Optimizer Pro, uh, 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 if you want, uh, tells you how to do this. If you guys want to try these tools, never heard of them, don't know what I'm talking about, email me. I will introduce to you to both these tools. Your rankings will go up like this. Hey, Josh. Yes. Look at the chat box. I showed you two searches for foreign uh, SEO that Google uh, should pick up, but because it's uh, Spanish SEO, it's like SEO from 2010. Okay, so uh, my uh, Spanish is worse than my French. Do you want me to show no. this to the, uh, to the group? You want to talk about this? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, that's fine. So okay, the so first, here's... the first one is personal injury, and uh, if you actually went probably 
a hundred pages in, those are all me. Okay. And it's a hundred percent duplicate content. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it's obvious that it's SEO from 2010 because like Google should be picking up on the shit. Right. <laughs> so if, and if you look up the second search, so, okay. So just make a different tab so you can click back between the two. Sure. The second search, look at the symbols that they indexed. Oh, okay. So yours doesn't show it at top. So this is, uh, this is one of the weird things that annoys me because it's a different IP. However, if you go two down underneath the image as the side triangle. Yeah. So that's a, it's an emoji. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you shouldn't be able to uh, index emojis. Now, if, um, is that a soup.io? Yeah, it is. So go, so the one that's um, X blogs, notice that's a web 2.0. Click on it. You think you should land on X blogs, but click, see where you land. This one here, right? Yeah. Click on that one. Please don't install a virus on my site. It won't. Boom. <laughs> okay, look see, at that. It, it hijacked a, a web 2.0 and did a Java redirect. Google should be picking up on that shit. They're not picking up on that shit. Yeah, they should. And uh, even my uh, redirect plugin couldn't tell you did it. Yeah. So this is a, it is a, is a fun little black hat thing that we're doing. It, it has made it more difficult because of indexing since March. But just to show, like, if you are in foreign SEO or, or even – that's not even foreign SEO because it's just a different language. If you're in Dutch or, you know, Spanish niches all over the place, they rank like gangbusters and you don't even have to do anything to them. Yeah, yeah. Other languages, definitely, it, it, it does – it is easier to do stuff. Um, there is still money there. I would highly recommend if you want to do a more black hat approach – to go into other languages and uh, you can you can make a, a, an f load of money. Uh, just think gambling niche. Just think you know all the different stuff that we've been doing in English and just move it over to different languages. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what we've been doing um, lately. So we don't have to compete so much with um, with you know like there's certain people who I don't want to go in niches for various reasons. So we just have switched it to doing it in Spanish instead. Right, 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 right. Yes, folks. So this is all Holly. <laughs> if you didn't, if you're wondering about her black hat cred, well, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, thank and you for showing that. In about ninety thousand cities, it's not just one city. Right. Of course. 90, yeah. 000. I remember your your approach is kind of blanket all cities for all the keywords. Yeah. In a certain kind of uh, a certain kind of uh, um, business paradigm. Uh, or, or, or a monetization paradigm, um, and it's interesting you're doing the emojis here, and uh, you know I, you probably already know this, Holly, but with what you're doing here with the redirect that goes on here from XYZ blogs to here, yeah, and uh, Google not picking it up, yeah, you have a very nasty negative SEO exploit that you could do to people. I don't know if you realize that with that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then you and I need to talk because there's some uh, reputation management of that someone asked me about. Yeah, uh, that might need to happen. So, so you and I need to have a conversation afterwards. Yeah, yeah that, was awesome. with some people. that sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, she knows Black Hat. I wasn't joking. Uh, she just, she's just very quiet and unassuming, just sitting there. But when she, when she speaks, pay attention. Uh, let's see if I can get to the rest of these questions here. Uh, can AMP have a negative effect on SEO? I haven't seen it have a negative effect on SEO at all. 
unless you do it completely wrong, like you 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 don't index all of your content. Uh, uh, in fact, I've seen nothing but but equal or benefit from AMP. From AMP. What about you guys? You guys see any AMP problems? Oh, I'm not an AMP expert. Ever see it cause a problem though? No. Um, well, I, I think the, the main issues is that the content's no longer on your server. So I wonder about uh, signals like click-through rate and stuff since it's going to a Google uh, server cache of the content. Uh, you know, would you lose out on some of the factors? But I don't know for certain. We haven't tested it. Okay, uh, I don't think there's any problems with it. I just hate it because it's Google's product, uh, so I, I dislike it. But I have to admit, the time to first byte is great. The uh, the user metrics tend to be good, but you should just be able to make your responsive site equally fast as well, and then then you have the full capability of doing everything you want to do. Chris Ramsey asks, do you have any test results on citations for rankings in local search? I've done hundreds of citations for one site, and it seems to not be have changed much unless there are issues for being done overseas. Um, also, somebody asked, and Christopher, it could have been you, about directory links uh, earlier in the show. I, I Skyped Kyle and asked him an SIA. He's the, he's the lead tester in SIA. As far as I know, he's the only tester in SIA other than me. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, Ted, Holly, if you guys know, or Josh, if you guys know otherwise, I think Kyle is the only one doing testing in SIA other no, than me. There's others. There's a handful. There's not a lot of testers, but there are. Okay, okay, okay. Well, anyway, I know he's the lead tester. He's the main tester anyway. And he says, no, they have not tested directory links lately. So, uh, Chris, um, I know that other people I've had on the show whose SEO I respect say that citations work. I've never tested them personally. And so that is a level two uh, piece of evidence as opposed to a level uh, five piece that I think is better. So take it, take that statement with what it's worth. I'm not surprised at all that you're doing citations and nothing's happening because links are only like 18% of the algorithm anyway, in my opinion. Uh, there's way more stuff to the algorithm than just, than just links. So, so, so for you to come on and to ask, sorry, this sounded more negative than I meant. For for someone to come on and ask, you know, I'm, I'm doing, and this happens all the time. So, so I'm not trying to be negative at all. Just, just, just bear with me. For someone to come onto the show and they ask, I'm doing linking strategy XYZ and nothing is happening. Why? And does that mean linking strategy XYZ doesn't work no more? And the answer is why? You know, that's such a hard question to answer because it's like, well, one, linking is not the only strategy. There's It's only about 20% of the algo. So there's 80% of stuff you might not be doing. Two, no, that doesn't mean that strategy might not be working anymore. You just could be doing it wrong. Three, bah, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's what that means. So, so, um, uh, you know, and then I, I, then I have all kind of white hat stuff I want to say, like, that's not the best thing you should be doing. You should be making the greatest content and you should be doing more technical SEO, blah, 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 blah. So email me and I can help you out with that. But no, I, I we haven't done any, any concrete testing on that lately. People I trust have been saying you need to do citations in local. I'm probably willing to believe that some directories in local are worth uh, getting links from, like Yelp or Better Business Bureau or or Amazon or Facebook. But those are more reviews than, than citations. And it depends on what we're talking about. If we're just talking about a directory link where you put your address and your and your and your and your link. No. If you're talking about a place where you're getting a review and five stars on Facebook or Amazon and there's an address and a link, yes, you definitely want that. So it it really depends what we're talking about at that point. Yeah. And uh, you know, kind of the the latest uh, theory crafting about Google has been around uh, the use of the MC4 algorithm. Mm. And uh, basically, what MC4 
does is it tries to prevent web spammers from exploiting a minority of factors. So it's an algorithm that blends all the ranking signals together and tries to account for any strong outliers and discount those. Mm. So, you know, if, if MC4 is in place and there's some strong evidence that something like MC4 is in place, then it means you need to bring up your factor measurements across the board. So we all know that SEO guy that has a quarter of a million backlinks and that's all he does, that's his one trick. Um, but he's not ranking well and he's not getting any movement. The way to get more value out of those backlinks he's been doing is to build up a diversity of factors and then you get more allowance to spend on those backlinks. Right. And and I, I'd say, I would say that's a pretty good risk mitigation assumption to assume that's the way Google works anyway. I mean, I mean, and that's what Cora and Pop are both based off of, and we see huge results from using those. So, uh, even though it, it'd be almost it it would be very difficult to scientifically prove MC4 as as a scientific theory. Like some some of the evidence we see is you know it comes out of both SIA. Uh, and of, from Cora, like we see uh, from the SIA experiments that Kyle again and again finds these over-optimization thresholds. Yes. So if you violate this over-optimization threshold, you tank. Yes. But then when you go to the field with Cora, you find these examples time and time again that violate the thresholds. And the reason I think those uh, exceptions to the rule are happening is because of MC4. People can violate the uh, over-optimization threshold because they for how you get through MC4. <laughs> so there's suggestive information that something like MC4 is in play. You, you broke up right at the, the, the part where you, and the secret is, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yes. If MC4 is in play, then it's going to seem random in that some cases, some people can break the rules. And in some cases they can't because MC4 might be in play or might not uh, in that particular uh, context or in, in any other different kind of context. So yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's almost impossible to prove just like some versions of string theory. It, it, it exceeds science into philosophy and it's almost impossible to set up an, an, uh, 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 an empirical experiment to prove it. It, the, the answer is always be within the thresholds uh, and then, then you'll be safer that way. Uh, and then if any particular testing has shown something to be good or bad, you know, uh, there's there's very few absolutes in SEO. It's, it's usually an Aristotelian kind of uh, everything is moderation, uh, moderation being relative to everybody else kind of, kind of a philosophy usually. But uh, yeah, so that's been the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. I would like to thank Ted Josh and Holly from joining today. I'd like to thank you for all your excellent questions. If you have any SEO questions at all, you can always email me at joshpachinski at gmail.com. If you have any questions about the show, any of the products mentioned on the show, you, any of the white hat group on the show, anything you want to know about on the show or just have a simple SEO question, email me at joshpachinski at gmail.com. You can follow me at, on Twitter at joshpachinski and you can find more videos like this where we do more experiments and have more awesome discussions, high level SEO discussions based on evidence and high level knowledge at youtube.com slash jbachins, J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. Uh, uh, and as I always say, good luck in the SERPs, guys. We'll see you next week at the, at the same time 
at 12 p.m. noon is when we're uh, for Pacific time is when we're running the show from from now until the for foreseeable future. We'll see you then. Bye bye.